Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Steve in London, Jam in Connecticut and Cam in Florida. So welcome everybody. We are now doing a post-match analysis fan reaction of Tottenham Hotspur 2, Aston Villa 1. Um, I'm going to hand over to Cam now in Florida just to do a very brief overview on the match stats, Cam. Okay, so first thing to say is I think that in 40, 15 home games against Villa in all competitions, they've only won twice at White Hart Lane. So things were definitely looking favourable for us in terms of, of that statistic. Um, we had 57% of the possession, 17 shots as opposed to 14 by Villa. Eight of ours were on target. Three of theirs were on target. And we had five corners. They had eight, which is something we need to talk about um, set plays here later on. Um, we committed 11 fouls. They committed 14. So that's just a quick overview of the, some of the stats. Yeah, I heard another stats that the, we've beaten them the most times than any other t- team in the Premier League <laughs> as well, which is good. Which well, at least we've got our own bogey team as well that we can beat as well, which yeah. is good. So let me come to you, Jam. What did you think about the uh, the changes in the team? Romero coming in, Skip coming back in. What do you think um, about the the lineup? I mean, these are these are long time coming changes. I'm glad Nuno's finally got the message uh, that Deli Ali cannot cannot start for us. Cannot probably be on the bench for us. You know, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, no, it's good to see those changes, and especially Romero finally playing. Emerson Royal starting. Oh, well, he was exceptional today. I thought. Um, and and you know the the. Front three pretty much pick themselves, so that's you know standard. I'm surprised, uh, you know, I hear Brian Jill for Ndombele could have been a change. A lot of people liked, but um, I think Ndombele played not amazingly, but yeah, he, he was. It's good to see him further up the pitch, you know, getting into yeah. the box. And he didn't really do anything today, but at least we didn't have to rely on him being a midfielder. Sure, sure. Steve, did you were you happy with the lineup and the changes that uh, Nuno made? I'm happy with the the lineup. Other than I'd like to find a place for Jaffet. Because I think he's a good player. Uh, quite where he fits in into that team, I'm not sure. I still think he's a centre back, and obviously, Emerson did quite well today. Um, although I think Emerson is 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 getting to um, is trying to get used to the physicality of the um, of the game at the moment, and he was bundled over a couple of times. And um, I'm sure that will come. But I wish we could find a, somewhere for Jaffet to to fit into that structure as well. But I can't see it at the moment. And Cam, how about yourself with the lineup? Were you happy? Uh, I mean, or were you still upset with Tonga and Dombele being in there? I was upset with Dombele being in there, but what I would say is that you know you've heard me on this channel a number of times saying that you know how can you have someone like Romero sitting on the bench when I mean I thought he was so he was commanding and he was pretty he he just looked uh, at ease and his uh, I, th- I thought some of his passing was uh, um, Alderweireld like. Uh, some of his long balls, which was nice to see again. I thought uh, Emerson Royal was fantastic. I think Skip just basically picks himself every week. And what I really liked about having Skip in there, because it's sort of like freed up Hoybier to move forward and play more like a Roy Keane type role. I mean, we need to talk about that as well. I think the loose person in that pl- box is Ndombele. If you look at their goal and you look at his positioning, you look at his positioning on set plays, he doesn't know whether to defend, whether to go forward. He just stands there in an empty space without marking anybody. 
um, I was looking at him particularly because I knew you'd ask me this question, and that was that he, he he looks at the ball. He doesn't look at the players when he's defending. He doesn't seem to know who's around him, and he's constantly staring at where the ball going. Ball watching at that level is a complete no-no. Okay, so Steve, what did you think about the first half and how we played? And because you were actually at the match, so give us some idea about you know, how we played and, and what was good about the first half for us. Well, I mean, I, I don't think there was, other than the goal, um, I, I'm not sure there was massive a massive amount to uh, to compliment the, um, the the team, really. I thought we were marginally better than Villa. Mm. Um, they looked pretty poor, to be honest. Um, without Grealish, they're a completely different team. They seem to be resorting to a sort of Stoke City... Rory Delap style of um, trying to get a goal with a throwing into the big long throwing into the box, which I think has its place actually because it is quite exciting to see. And it might, you know, you think there's going to be a chance every time there's a throwing, uh-huh. but it's a bit one dimensional. They huffed and puffed. I think McGinn's a good player, um, but really um, they, they looked very average. And I think we looked slightly above average. So I was very pleased to go in at, um, at 1 0, but I, I think. We were too slow. Uh, we should have um, attacked them more. We probably let them have uh, the ball for the first 10 minutes, and I couldn't understand what's going on. In fact, I thought, my God, we're going to get um, uh, soundly beaten here. However, we sort of got back into some sort of equilibrium and um, I think slowly improved during the course of the first half. But, yeah, we were good to get going at um, uh, 1-0, and, we, and Hoiberg scored a great goal. Yeah, he was in, in the position where you'd expect Ndombele to be, really, although I think Ndombele did did make a run there on the edge of the box to pull players away to give Hoiberg the um, the space to to slot the shot in, um, and I think I think it was an assist by Son as well, who um, I think had an exceptional game, and I think probably both assists as mm-hmm. well as a couple of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Harry was anonymous, I'm afraid, a couple yep. of uh, maybe speculative shots throughout the game, but um, yeah, I don't know how long we can carry him really. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Steve, thanks for that. Jam, your thoughts on the first half and, you know, who you were impressed with, who played well for you for Tottenham? Um, definitely, uh, we've got to talk about Emerson Royal playing exceptionally well. He just knows the position properly. You know, one thing with Jaffa is that he, he doesn't feel like a right back. He plays it well, he defends well, but he doesn't bomb up and down the, the wings and, and doesn't know when to actually be in defence and when to actually be in attack. And that's something we've missed for a long time on the right-hand side. Um, cause you know, with Aurea, he was always, you know, either up there and if he was back there defending, you're, you're worried he's going to give away a penalty, which wasn't something we, I felt today. Um, Emerson Royal did some great blocks throughout the match and it was just, it was good to see. Um, mm-hmm. apart from that, who else was up there? Um, Hoiberg's position was really good. It was interesting. Like you said, it was more of a box to box player and uh, it's good to see that in his locker. So I hope we can maybe get some more goals from midfield cause we really sure. need that. Mm-hmm. And um, Son, he was he was just awesome. It's becoming worrying though because you know, I say it's good to rely on your best your best players. Not good, but you know, you you rely on your best players because they are your best players. And um, Kane's going <laughs> so much further down that we're relying on Son all the time now. If, if he doesn't do an amazing run, if he doesn't do something spectacular, no one's really ticking, no one's pushing, and it's worrying because he's going to get injured at some point, right? Mm. So we need we need other people to step up. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting question once Bergwijn returns. If is is Kane going to hold his position? He, he seemed to play well in the last maybe twenty minutes of the match. He's you know 
more lively, doing some flicks and tricks. And he's still got it. He's still talented. He holds the ball well and pass it off well. But what else does he bring to the team? Yeah, yeah, okay. Cam, I mean, some of the chances that Harry Kane had, if if, if Steven Bergwijn had missed those chances, you'd be saying, drop him. We don't want him. Get him out. He can't even put them away. So tell me, what's your thoughts about Harry Kane missing those chances? You know, should he be still playing in the team or should we be dropped? Well, I mean, some of you might remember we had this discussion last season when Kane um, was uh, uh, not fully fit and always getting on the team and staying on for 90 minutes. And Steve who's um, sort of like the contract man of the team here, reckon that there must be a clause in his contract, which means that he plays every time, every game. Because um, I, I can't understand it myself. I think that when you have a player, well, we did it with Delhi, who's completely out of form or out of touch, he needs to kick up the backside. And the only way those kind of players get to kick up the backside is if they're just not guaranteed a game every time, whether they're good, bad or the ugly. And... Um, Hey, it's a problem for us. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think Kane is totally out of form. I think is it because his um, head was turned? Is it because he, players do go up and down in form? Um, and it's really, you know, what is it now? This is the seventh game in the Premier League, not one goal. I know we used to say Harry Kane can't score in August. Well, now apparently he can't score in August, September or October. <laughs> I mean, it's getting worse and worse. So that is a big concern. I just want to say one thing. I think that the positives, there's a lot of positives that have come out of this first half. And that has got to be the more son relationship because they seem to me to now think, you know, let's just bypass Kane and start playing together. And they, they with their pace and their speed together, they seem to be playing really well off one another, and I really like that. And I, th- I think that um, uh, uh, Royal uh, uh, and uh, um, Romero and, and Skip basically made us look like the team we should have looked at whilst playing against Arsenal. Yep. Steve, I mean, um, even though we were 1-0 up at the half-time, I always had the feeling that Villa were going to get back into it. I mean, I always had the thought, although we defended well, a lot of it was harem scarum defending and last ditch and blah, blah, blah. What do you were you did you have the same thoughts or did you were you always comfortable that we could hold on to this lead? Uh, I, even when we're three nil up, I'm never comfortable. <laughs> I know um, that, yeah. What no, I mean what happened in that second half is that um we were put under a lot of pressure, I think partly through our own making. Uh we tended to dwell on the ball. We um took our goal kicks, of which we had many, because they had loads of corners and loads of um attacking throw ins. It just took so long to do everything. We should have taken the game to them, and we didn't. We sat back, we defended deeper, and then inevitably, you know, the goal the goal happened, which I know we've been um, uh, trumpeting uh, Romero's performance, but was actually, I I believe, his fault. He tried to step in and nick the ball and didn't. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think he probably fouled the player. In fact, and so he was out of position, and, and and frankly. These sorts of things happen to every player, and he was unlucky that it led, then led to a goal. Because I think up until then, he'd been our best player. And I think mm-hmm. he probably still was our best player, even though he gave that goal away. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be saying this if we'd lost 2-1. But, yeah, I think it, that, was, that, was sort of, that was his fault. We sat back, and then we, um, we hit them almost immediately in the second half. Hit them um, straight back. But, again, it was, it was, uh, that was a, probably the best goal. Lovely move. And Son um, playing very well. Uh, across the ball for Mora. I wasn't absolutely certain whether Mora got the touch or the defender got the touch. It doesn't matter, does it? It's in, it's it doesn't in that matter. danger okay, area. Yeah. Where, um, but it would, know, have broke, it would have broken Mora's streak. Cam told us he hasn't scored since February this year. Oh, okay. so well, it would have broken his streak, but unfortunately yeah. he didn't. But how did uh, Eric Dyer play today, Steve? 
Well, I think Dyer played well. I think mm-hmm. he made one misplaced pass probably in the first half. But other than that, he looked very solid. It's about the decision-making, I think, particularly when you're a, um, um, a centre-half. And I think in the second half, he let the ball bounce once as well, when he shouldn't have done. He should have just headed that directly. He, thought, he starts to believe his own publicity on occasion. Um, and we all have to recognise, you know, what our strengths and weaknesses are. And the thing is, he's a, very, he's a very strong player, a very combative player. And, you know, he can head the ball relatively well and great distance. So um, I thought he played well. I thought Romero played well as well. Um, I think the, generally the defence did did pretty well. Pretty well. Um, what about Reguilón? Well, he seemed he does come across as a bit of a headless chicken. I think he had probably one of his better games today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was surging forward. He was taking taking the taking the ball towards their um, their end of the field, which I think is is good. And that's when they got they get nervous and worried about it. And he is very fast, but he never quite seems to have the ball perfectly under control. Um, a bit the way sometimes Mora doesn't, but it's still scary to have people with pace running at you, and that's what he does. Okay, Jam, what was your? Th- and I'll come to Cam in a minute, but Jam, what's your thoughts on the the second half performance? Were you surprised that Aston Villa equalised, or were you half expecting them to come back into it? I, I was expecting them; they had been coming, but uh, I, th- I feel like before they scored, we had good, a good two or three opportunities to score. Uh, there was that sun chance where where um, dear. I pressed it up and um, it was a beautiful ball, ball forward. Son ran, ran onto it. I was like, sure, he was going to score. He didn't put it. He didn't put it to the far post. He tried to go under the keeper's legs and keeper made a really good save. There was another big opportunity. I don't remember too well, but that was just before they scored. And then, um, and then they scored. You know, they, it was a good goal, but it was it was clearly Romero's bad positioning. Uh, he, he rushed out, tried to make an awful tackle, got a yellow card for it, and um, that's just something that's going to, you know. After playing a few matches, after getting used to the the pace of the Premier League and knowing you know where your teammates are going to be after you rush out or them expecting you to rush out, because it, it left it left it left for um, Emerson Royal in a two v one when the ball went out wide, and he doesn't know who to cover. Um, then then Dyer he definitely could have done better the, once the ball did come back in, but you know, he was in a position where do I go? Do I stay? He 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 could have done better for the goal, but I definitely put that on Romero. But I don't take anything away from his performance today because he was. He was excellent. He's he's what we've needed for a while. He's a leader on the ball in the middle of the park that doesn't seem nervous when, when he has to defend, you know? Um, and then Son's goal was exceptional. I think Reggie let him, you know, uh, pass the ball up to him, you know, seeing his run and Son took it away. He Once he's once he's running, I don't think there's, there's many players in the league who can catch him. Um Good, good cross into Lucas, and uh, we need to see more of Lucas in the box because he brings a lot to the team, kind of in the in the middle section between midfield and to the box. But then once it's in the box, he's hardly ever there, and hopefully he can score some more goals this season. And then can I just there was a, comment on oh, that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Just very, very briefly. Absolutely. When that when Son was breaking, um, I was looking at Harry Kane, and I thought you've got to bust a bad. gut to get he in didn't. the area here. He almost jogged. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was screaming from what used to be the terraces, you know, bust the gut to get in there. Get in there. <laughs> the, the, sorry, the, the, sorry, the desire doesn't seem no, to be true, there. No. Kane's, Kane's, Kane, I mean, all the defenders came towards Kane, which kind of gave um, Lucas the space to, to come around the back. But it's true. So when, you, um, when you're in that position, you instantly look for where Kane is because you expect Son to find a, find the ball to Kane. Fortunately, Son's smarter than us and passed it to Lucas. But... um you know, Kane was was in no man's land. There was nowhere yeah. he was going to influence influence that play. 
Apart from, you know, I suppose he dragged the, the defenders away, but that just comes from reputations more than more than what he actually did on the field. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, I, but I did want to say about Kane is that once it, it seemed like he still got it, you know, he's got the hat trick the other day. And I know it was against lower op- opposition, but positional and, and skill wise, they were excellent goals that he scored. They weren't easy, um, except for the tap in. But, um, and then towards the last 15 minutes of the match, he was, he was doing flicks and tricks and, and doing that little pass to Los Celso. That was beautiful. Los Celso should have finished that. I mean, uh, mm. fair play to Tyrone Mings on that one. You know, very good block, but yeah. we should have definitely scored more goals today. I think, I think we okay. could have easily beat them good 4 5 1. Okay, Jim. Cam, your thoughts on the second half and what, what did you like? What didn't you like? Well, what I, I mean, we knew that Villa were going to come at us. I think that the one thing that really worries me about the Spurs team, uh, I know we've discussed this a lot, is that when a team does decide to press high and hit us, we really start to buckle very quickly. We did that against Arsenal. And the thing that really shocked me today was that Villa didn't do that at all. They did it against Man United and they actually beat Man United at Manchester United. But they didn't press on us at all. There was no pressing from Villa. They were sedentary in, the, in their movement. First 10 minutes of second half, they pressed, they got their goal, and they did put us under pressure, and we looked like we were going to concede. Why does that worry me? That worries me because a team like Villa that didn't come to press today um, let us get away with a lot of stuff. What happens when the high-pressing teams do come to High Heart Lane or when we go to them? We're going to be um, overrun again. That's are we good we, enough to? Are we, are we good enough to play ourselves out from the high press camp? I didn't see it today. You see, because I mean, Villa didn't consistently press apart from that time when they got the goal. After that goal, I thought we played pretty well. We came back and and, and we started pressing ourselves pretty well. My big concern would be in the second half. I mean, you know, Son's been immaculate. Kane's out of form, but um, Jam said it earlier. Goal from midfield. Where are they coming from? Um, we had Anomaly was put through with a beautiful ball. Yeah, his first touch through. was really bad, yeah. His first touch was awful. It was so bad. It wasn't, you know, I, I could have touched it better than that. Yeah, in that position. No pressure. At that point. No pressure mean, at all. Lo Celso beautifully played through by Kane. He, he should have finished that goal. He should have not just finished a goal. I know that Jam says that, you know, Tara Ming's well positioned. If you look at that again, it wasn't even going in. I don't even believe yeah, it was on target. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it, it might have been just I don't think it was. You no, know? I think it was going wide, actually. It was going wide. <laughs> and it, the worrying, that, that in itself. So so basically, they were both saved from their embarrassment by, by this defending. Now, that has got to be a real concern for us. If we've got these two guys, right, came in and they cannot what? give us anything. Yeah. Who's gonna, who's gonna, we know Bergwijn can't score to save his life. So who's left? Brian Gill? Um, let me ask you a question. If Lacelso is the answer, what's the question? <laughs> exactly. The, well, I mean, the question really has always been, who's going to step up to Ericsson's shoes? Who's going to be that creative midfielder? I mean, Steve mentioned that Dyer and I think Jan mentioned making long passes because nobody can transition it through midfield to make that pass. So they're going long all the time. Yeah. Now, one time, Harry Kane actually picked up the ball just outside the 18-yard box. or just He got it from Dyer and he was that far back. I'm saying, what are you doing that far back, for God's sake? And it's because we don't have anybody that can take it and pass the ball through. No, we can't. And it looks like, I mean, the only one to me today that was doing it with any effectiveness was Hoybier. I mean, he did play more of a box-to-box thing. And I think he had, I mean, having Skip there gave him that confidence. Because, I mean, Skip when we... added so much value to this team, right. I'm telling I mean, you. When, you when, we, when, we, when we were playing against Arsenal without Skip, 
I mean, you know, Hoybier was basically he, he was run ragged. Yeah, he, he was had to had to run and take on three young, very fast Arsenal midfielders that were overrunning us. Right today, he was given a bit more of the freedom of the park, and I think that he really rose, but uh, in, increased his game. Great, great take on the goal too. Just about okay. the goal, the, the first goal. I think that is very unfair not to give it to Mora. Mora did get a touch on the ball. Um, well, I don't know if you got the last touch. It's always the last touch, yeah, well, not the first touch. I mean, they but anyway, gave, let's yeah. not spend our whole BMA talking about Mora. If he's got it, great. If he hasn't, he hasn't. But let me come to. I want to talk about Harry Kane now. This is a big problem that we have. What are we actually going to do with this guy, Jam? What do you think we should do with Harry Kane now? I mean, he's had enough chances to score today. I mean, on form and probably motivated, Harry Kane would have put at least one of those chances away. Can we keep? I mean, we got not lucky. But we played well and we won. Another day, he misses those chances. We're going to lose. So, what do we do with him now, Jam? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'd have said let's drop Harry Kane, but now it's gotten to a point where we have two weeks off. Harry Kane's going to go away and have vacation or play for England and be happy. Then, then we're in the middle of October, and we're two months away from the transfer market. And realistically, if he's going to go in January, he's going to go. And I think he, if he goes in January, he still wants to get the golden boot at the end of the year, right? So he's going to try and start. He's he, he's got to keep playing. He's got to keep playing. There's there's no other option. You know, our other option is Bergwijn. And then what? We're gonna we're gonna depend on on Ndombele to create chances for them. It's just not going to happen. You know, okay. um, I, I mean, think our, our bigger question is who who's going who's our central attacking midfielder? Because yeah, Osasi I mean, and Dombele can't do it. Deli Ali can't do it. Well, we Maybe were going to talk Gil. about that. I just want to talk about um, Harry Kane. But the thing is, you see, Steve, you know, his heart is not in it. Actually, I mean, as you said, he didn't bust a gut to get into the thing. His body language, he's getting passes, and his body language is all bad, Steve. You know, this is going to permeate to the rest of the team, isn't it? Isn't he like a bad apple in the team now? I think that's probably an extreme analysis of it because I still think he's a good player and I still think... Oh, no, I'm not saying he's not a good yeah. player. I'm just saying he's, yeah. his heart is not with Tottenham. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he's a great player, I think, obviously. I think that's 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 partly true, but it's, it's how there are other ways of motivating players other than just thinking, I want to be away. I mean, um, uh, I think Jam talked about him playing the last 20 minutes, 15 minutes with flicks and setting up the Celso and stuff like that. What happened there is he got angry. I was watching this. There was an incident when I think either he fell out with the linesman or there was something over right opposite from where I was, but he got angry. For some reason, he got angry. I wasn't quite sure what it was. And, and that was the turning point for him. That was enough motivation to get him closing down, to get him trying things which he didn't before. Uh, I don't know what that was, but we need to capture that. He needs to be motivated in some way. You'd normally expect the manager to do that as well as you'd expect a professional to be self-motivated as well. But maybe he needs a bit of a kick up the arse every, I don't know, every 10 minutes in a game to keep him a bit alive. Um, it may be some yeah. sort of electric shock treatment, you know, just to get him awake. But um, up until the last 15 minutes, I don't think he won a header uh, competing mm. with um, their centre-halves. Yeah. Mm. It'll be interesting to see his stats, Cam. But if Steve says, like he says, his heart's not in it, he doesn't want to be here, you know, I mean, do we keep playing him or do we just say, you know, you know what do we do, Cam? I think that uh, Jem's right. You've got to, when you have a player of that caliber who can change the game at any moment in time. I mean, the thing is, we've all seen Kane go through the motions before, where he's sat there for about eighty minutes doing nothing, and then bang, he's won you the game with with with, with one uh, uh, chance that he's been given. You know, um, so <laughs> he is a high in impact player. 
Um, the problem that we've got from the, this season's Kane as opposed to last season's Kane was that he was a true number 10. He was dropping deep, but he was creating so many chances. He was spreading that ball, bringing players in left and right on both sides. Um, and, and I mean, his assist was the number one in the league. I don't believe he's got an assist this year, has he? He's got an assist in the Premier League at least? No, I don't think so. No. So no assist, no goals. Um, and we're already into game nine. I mean, only 38 games, so we've got 29 to go in the Premier League, that is. Um, we will play him. I think that the January transfer window will be very interesting. My big issue, Ray, is I say play him. My issue is why do we ever take him up and replace him? Yeah, why exactly. Why don't we substitute him? Yeah. Why is he never, ever, ever substituted? Because, you know, every player has a good moment. Well, I think moment. it comes back to what you said, Cam, that within a second he can score a goal. If he has not yeah. done anything for 18 minutes and he can score a goal, no manager is prepared to take the risk to take him off. The other thing I noticed about him, Ray, uh, and, uh, is that he um, he seems to thrive a lot better. I know Jam said in the last 20 minutes he played better and, and, and Steve said in the last 20 minutes he played better. But I think that he thrives in the last 20 minutes when the other team tires, when they start to tire and they start spaces start to open up. He seems to get a bit more space and a bit more time and that's when he's just scored a lot of his goals. So maybe that's why they keep him on. Yep. Okay, Steve, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead I mean, just having him on the field draws players. Like, you know, yeah. no one's going to leave Harry Kane, even if he's playing the worst he's ever played. No one's going to leave him free because sure, yeah. he will pick up a ball. He will turn around and take the shot. You saw yeah. that shot he tried to take at the halfway line. That's, yeah, that's not many work. players do that. That's a smart, yeah, that's a smart move. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart yeah. player. Yeah. If he had scored that goal, we'd be talking about something yeah. else, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going to come to all three of you now. Now, so with a lot of bit, a lot of pressure on Nuno at the moment. So, Steve, a good win against a good team, Aston Villa. Is all hunky dory with Nuno now? Are we all happy? Well, I mean, of course we're not. And uh, you know, one win doesn't make a season, does it? I mean, we have just suffered defeats three nil, uh, or three one, and three nil, and three nil um, against teams you'd expect us to put up a bit of a fight against. So, one, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer. I'm afraid. You know, we need a run of five or six good results before mm-hmm. you could say Nuno is, is doing something good. And and I think it's also the way we play. I, I mean, I still think we we play too defensively. We now, how did we play today? Up. Were we more offensive today or were we still defensive? In the, I think we were still defensive. We still tried to play on the break. Um, I mean, Villa didn't quite press us in the way that they... I mean, if I was a, an opposing manager, I'd say get in their faces from day one. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Rat, get them rattled. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't know why teams don't do that. Um, mm. Certainly Arsenal do, and certainly Palace did as well. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't. I, I think it's too early to tell. I'm not one of these, you know, Nuno should be out by Christmas sort of people because I think it's also about the players. It's not just about him and the tactics. It's also about the players as well. I, I just want to see a, you know, free flowing attacking football. Um, and I know you can't always do that, especially when you're up against better teams, but. We're playing, we have played teams where we should be the dominant. Um, we should have more possession than they do, for example, and we don't, do we? No, no. Okay. Jam, what about Nuno's position now? Are you happier now? Are you more than happy for him to carry on? I'm sorry about that. Um, so I think there are times this season that we've seen Nuno's you know, vision come to fruition, and it hasn't happened very often. It's only happened in glimpses throughout all the matches. You know, there was a few moments against City. There's a few moments today where we countered super quickly and there's pinging passes, bam, bam, bam. Ball is in attack and, and 
and it happens quickly. Um, and I think if we could see that often, we would all be happy. But the problem is that the players aren't really doing that. I think a lot of the times our players feel like they can just kind of show up and be the better team because they're more more talented than the, the opposition, which is just not the case in the Premier League. You know, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuno is not the way forward, I don't think. But I, I also feel like, you know, we can't just... Can't get rid of him now. Um, last week I was all Nuno out, Nuno out. I'm not, don't want to see him anymore. I want to, I want to change. I need to change, but it's realistically, it's just not going to happen. And so we are where we are. Um, Nuno shouldn't have been hired from the first place is what, what my opinion is on that. Okay. And Cam, you know, last week you said, oh, Romero should have started. So he started. You said Skip should have started. Skip started. You said, um, I can't remember. Who else did you say you should have started? Uh, Royal. Uh, Skip and Royale, yeah, so they all three started, like you said. So you must be happy with Nuno, aren't you? Happy with what he's doing? Well, I'm glad that he's listening to me. He's going to listen to somebody. <laughs> he's watching <laughs> um, the podcast, it looks like. Right, yeah. I mean, the thing is, what upsets me is that why he, they didn't start against Arsenal. Okay, um, but that's gone now. Let's just right, put that back on. Let's move forward now. Yeah, he I mean, I think that's the beginning and the things are looking better. My concern is exactly what Steve said and Jem have said. We faced a Villa team that came today as if they just were not interested in pressing. I don't know what they came to do, but they didn't look like they... they um, but we they can only beat what's in front of us, Cam. We, can't, we, we can, can only beat what's in front and of us, yeah. My concern is great. I'm glad that we won, and I didn't predict that we would, and I apologise profusely for that. I'm very happy I predicted correctly. I said 2-1 Tottenham, and I got it 100%. Is, right. 100%. Congratulations. My view is that... Um, Next game is away to Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. haven't won a game yet. so But they haven't played know. Tottenham yet. Yeah, don't forget that. So we always break the record, yeah? But we have a couple of games coming up this year before Christmas. One of them is going to be Manchester United at home. It's going to be Brighton. There's a, a game Brighton away now for there's us. Man, there's West Ham away as well. West Ham away, Brighton away, and there's Liverpool uh, coming up this side of Christmas. Now, I mean, you know, isn't it so strange that I'm sitting there talking to you guys and saying Brighton away is a game we should be scared of? Or, you know, going to West Ham for us is almost a guaranteed loss of three points. And that's where we are. And I think that, as a Spurs fan, and all those Spurs fans out there will think, if that's the level that we're at, then we're going to need to change the manager. And I, I, I believe that Nuno will stay till Christmas. If he does manage to change it around and we do win... Um, get something from Manchester United, whether it's a draw, expect to lose against Liverpool, maybe pick something up against uh, West Ham, a draw, and maybe beat Brighton. He'll be there till the end of the season. If that doesn't happen, I can't see it myself. Well, we're only two points up top four now, so it's not such a bad as people make it out to be, is it, Cam? It's four points off. No, it's four, the, yeah, is it four points I mean, off? I'm not yeah, sure. We've got 12 and it's 14. Can I, can I give you another... I'm sorry, can I interrupt and give another perspective on that? West Ham has always, always, always been a tough match, no matter where we are in the league. Mm. You know, away at West Ham, we've, we've, you know, that's just going to happen. That's, that's their, that's their European Cup final. You know, um, Brighton are two points off, are level on points with Man City right now. You know, two points off top of the table. I think looking at all the teams above us, the bigger picture of things, we've got 12 points and we're four points off the table. We are, we could be a lot worse off, even after losing those three matches that we lost. We we have to have some hope. Okay. You know, we're not we're not as bad as we Cam can. was and laughing at us when I said like... Graham Potter as manager. Cam was laughing all the time. Now yeah. now who's laughing, Cam? Um, Graham, Graham Potter's laughing now. Potter uh, ball. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Cam. I agree with what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Where I disagree with you is look at our goal difference. We're on uh, um, minus four. We're the only team in the top ten with a minus goal difference. 
Um, we still are not sure because Steve can't answer this. Ray can't answer this. You can't answer this. Where are the goals going to come from? Who's the 2030 per, uh, uh, person goal scorer if Kane is not delivering, which he clearly isn't? We're already, you know, uh, a quarter or nearly a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. So my, my view here is, is uh, um, I can't see it. Now, the prediction on the supercomputer is that Tottenham would come in seventh. I think that's some com- supercomputer right now. Looks doesn't look too bad. Are we happy with seventh? Is that what we bought a new manager in for? Otherwise, why didn't we get, why didn't we stay with Mourinho or Pochettino? So it's about what what, what are our ambitions? Because you're yeah, absolutely exactly. right, Jen. Um, West Ham away, or West Ham for West Ham was their European Cup final. Unfortunately, now it's our European Cup final because we we're the ones who can't beat them. Um, we don't raise our game against Chelsea. We don't raise our game against Arsenal. If we don't raise our game against West Ham, then what, who are we? What is our identity now? My biggest issue is, is that, yeah, we can win some games, we can plod along, but our identity used to be we would raise our game against Arsenal. We would try and fight against Chelsea. We had some identity that was a London, North London identity, which was something that meant something, you know, some passion. If we've lost that and we've handed that over to West Ham and to Arsenal, then what is our identity? Who are we just a right. top 10, top 17? I mean, yeah. we, we seem to have lost what Spurs meant. Yep, yep, yep. I like to think okay. what you guys think of that, and that's why I don't like Nuno. Okay, okay. I think we get you don't like, but let's have a quick. I wanted to have before we finish off. I just want to get your thoughts on the rest of the Premier League season. So, let's start with you, Jam. Two-two draw, Man City and Liverpool. Brentford beating West Ham, Man United draw. And give us your thoughts on the rest of the Premier League. What's Brentford stood out? Right what stood out for you and yeah, stuff like that? I mean, I mean, Brentford and Brighton right now are the teams to to enjoyable teams to watch. They're just so fun to watch, and they're always going to have a good match. Um, that City, the uh, City uh, Liverpool game today was exceptional. Mo Salah is just, you know, he just is like fine wine. He just keeps getting better every season. It's quite, it, it's exceptional. Um, I love seeing Man United suffer. I hope it continues. And I don't want, you know, my my dream is let's finish above Man United. That's that's. But honestly, we doing good if we do that. Yeah. With the expenditure that they've they've had, those top four clubs, I think our season ambitions were always top six. You know, I don't think mm. we're going to get top six this season though. That's just that's just where I'm at, and sure. I, I think like okay. I said, it's it's not Nuno's fault. It's you know, I I don't like Nuno because of this the the soul of the club has left us, and it, it comes down to ENIC. And I know I always come back to it, but you know, there, there's there's a real problem there. Enigetta, yes, yeah. Steve, your yeah. final thoughts on the on sorry, your thoughts on the rest of the the you know the games in the Premier League. You know what what stood out for you. You know what's taken your well, notice. I I, I mean. I think all teams are dropping points, aren't they? Even the top teams are. Uh, the, the, the sense I had of the game today was that whilst it was entertaining in parts, it was a mid-table clash. I didn't think this was going to be deciding the championship or relegation. It was just um, two relatively mediocre teams, which um, with flashes of uh, inspiration, of which we had more and therefore won. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're top half, let alone top six, really, I'm afraid. I wish that wasn't the case. And then we hope for the usual cup run, don't we? Yeah. Are these um, teams I like mean, Brighton and Aston Villa, Brentford, are they catching up on us now? Are we sort of you know, going backwards and they're catching up on us, Steve? Well, I think as the TV money becomes an increasingly higher percentage of a club's income, you can be a relatively small supported club and still get quite a lot of cash in there. Mm. Um, and... And I mean, Brentford are just playing with them, um, and they've lost key players as well, haven't they, in the last two seasons? Yeah, Ollie Watkins, yet, as Ben Rama. Yeah. You know, they look—they look a good 
you know, a good team. Um, and and so do Brighton. I think any any um, you know, it's eleven against eleven, isn't it? And if you've yeah, got sure. players who are committed, you you can always give another team um, a game. That's why it's so rare to find a team that goes unbeaten. Yep. It doesn't happen. Yep, yep. You know, it might happen yep, in yep. rugby, but it doesn't happen in football. Mm. No, no. Um, no. Okay, so Steve, I think yeah. it's still very competitive. And if we string three or four wins on the trot, mm. you know, we'll be we'll be looking at the championship again, won't mm-hmm. we? Yep. <laughs> Cam, anything that stuck out for you for the rest of the games in the Premier League and what's, uh, you know, what's taken your notice? Well, firstly, I mean, I hear that Mo Salah's uh, not signing a new contract because he's issued a come and get me plea to Tottenham. No? Yeah, no, no, and then you woke that, up, yeah. then you woke up, Cam. Right, and then yeah. you woke up, yeah. Okay, so I think that Brentford are having the, um, the uh, first yeah. season honeymoon. They'll do great this season. Next season, they'll be relegated. I think Sheffield United two seasons back. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think the same thing may be happening to Leeds. The great season for well, first they won, season. Did, they won, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Um, they they only yeah, just won. Yeah. Only yeah. just won against and Watford. Watford has their manager, haven't they? Cracked their manager. They were so upset to lose to Leeds. Wow. Um, I think that the that for me the, the whole season is going to be between Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. I think Manchester United just uh, unless they get rid of Ollie and not going to be that 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 team up there. And the third, fourth place is um is going to be open. I think the most interesting thing for me, Ray, really interesting. We see that's that that's gone under the radar a bit. Is the demise of Leicester under under um, Brendan um, Rodgers? Brendan Rodgers, and you know, last season you were all screaming Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. But I mean, you know, I watched them today a bit, a bit, a little bit. Well, obviously they played the same time as we did, but it was being shown in a parallel time here in the US. And they, um, you know, they were two 0 up and, and drew two two against not that great a Palace team, even though we lost three 0 So yeah, that Palace for me, yeah. Either, you know, I think yeah, um, I think it's it's we've got to wait ten games, Cam, before the league settles down. Really, it does. But I would like to say one more thing. I mean, the thing is, is you know, Arsenal look like they're on their way up. Um, they look like they they got a young, hungry team, and they seem to have got the worst of it. And at that same time, we're on our way down. So, I mean, if that in itself is a, probably one of the most depressing things that I've seen so far in, the, in this um, in the season. Do you think I'm going to go? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm really interested in this. I'm just going to go around the panel very quickly. Start with you, Jam. Do you think City are going to City? Are, even though they drew two two, they got problems scoring. They couldn't score against PSG, etc. Do you think they're going to come in again in January for Kane? I think they they might need to, you know. I, I thought uh, there was a time I thought, you know, even the city do get Kane, then it's not really going to improve them that much. They're still they're they're far superior than the rest of the the um you know other teams in the league. But I think I think City have a way to go to catch up to Chelsea and Liverpool right now. Those two seem okay. You and you know I think it comes down to uh, youth and their ranks. You know Chelsea have so much young talent that wants to play for Chelsea because they've come up through their academy. Liverpool have so many raw young talents that want to play for Liverpool, you know, again from their academy. You look at City and you can think of maybe, what, Foden? If, mm, that's it, about yeah, it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you okay. know, that's football, though. Yep, yep. Steve, do you think they're going to come back in again for, in January for, for Kane? Um, I think they will because um, they... Uh, if Kane plays for them and they, he's going to get a lot of the ball, much more of the ball than he does at Spurs, he's going to be getting it in the last third. I think they're going to make um, lots of chances and opportunities for him. And they are still making those opportunities. And they've just got nobody to put them away. They're, they? they're just not yeah. putting them away. And I think, they're, I think they're still a very good team. I certainly wouldn't <laughs> in any way uh, write them off. 
I mean, hopefully we can that that you know Harry Winks and De Bruyne swap will will come off for us. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I and suspect then you woke up as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at one time, wasn't what about you, Dan? What's gonna What's uh, going to happen in January? Can are they going to come back in for Harry? Oh, definitely. I mean, I was there. He's not Winks. Yeah. Couple, couple of seasons ago, was the Winks going to Real Madrid? Well, I think Winks can't go anywhere, mate. He's there for life. He's one of our own, so he's not going anywhere. But do you think they're going to come back in in January for him? I, I think someone's going to come in for Kane. I mean, the situation is right where we've got what another maybe eight nine games before the January transfer window. He hasn't scored any goals in the Premier League now. He might get a couple. He might get two or three. Um, if he doesn't score many, it's, the question really is how much are people now going to pay for him? Because yeah. um, what we could have got in the summer, surely we won't be getting in the January window. Our biggest problem will be that then nobody will be willing to sell at a reasonable price in the January window. So we're going to be a bit stuck. My other concern, I mean, you know, that, and so we've got – We've got City at the obvious place. They're the only ones really that could come in for him. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some other clubs did too, you know, because, um, I mean, he's definitely probably will be going in January. However, will we be able to get anybody in? And it, it is, will it be seen as a really big failure on behalf of Vanek and, uh, and Levy holding on to him needlessly in the summer? Yeah, if he's not scoring any goals, Cam, then there might not be. <laughs> we might not be missing anything, though. If he's but we lost a lot of money. I mean, you know, what yeah, we're we going to get for him? Yeah, he's a big asset for I, us. Yeah. I don't see Levy letting him go for. I don't for, see him going. You him know, him. he's still got three years on his contract. Let yeah. him sit there. That's what I yeah. say. Okay. okay, guys, thank you very much. This is Ray from Spurs 941. Thanks to Steve in London, Jam in Connecticut, Cam in Florida. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe. Please share. The content with everybody. Tell us what you want to talk about. We're going to be doing another live stream, hopefully on Friday, with the fan cam, with the Q and A with Cam, our expert. And um, we wish you all the best. And uh, we'll probably see you after the international break now. So we wish you all a, a restful break. Uh, enjoy all the international matches. I'm sure Steve, Cam, and Jan will be watching all the international matches, won't you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you. We'll see you after the Spurs uh, Newcastle. Oh, let's, actually, let's do a quick prediction. Steve, Newcastle Spurs. Oh, I think we can beat them there. I think we'll win 1 0. Okay, great. Jam? Yeah, I see a Harry Kane hat trick coming up. 3 0. Okay, Jam? <laughs> I see a 3 2 to Spurs, just about to kill it. I say 3 1 to Tottenham. So let's hope we're all right then. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll Thank see you, you on the next podcast. Bye, Thank you very much. Thank Everybody you. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.